0: Today's guest, Anthony Scaramucci, says Bitcoin will hit $170,000 after the halving, to which I say, why so bearish, man? I bet he actually wants to give us a bigger prediction, but uh, we're all gun-shy now about being hyperbolic after the last market. Also believes we can hit uh, the previous all-time high this year. We're going to talk about this, the ETFs, and more. Of course, got Texas West Capital on the back half of the stream and a giveaway, as always. You guys don't want to miss this. I got the mooch. Let's go. Let's go. What is up, everybody? I'm Scott Melker, also known as the Wolf of Wall Street. Before we get started, please subscribe to the channel and hit the like button. Going to go ahead and bring on Anthony right now. I was just telling you before, man, I can't let my wife watch these because your hair is so perfect. And uh, there's a lot of matting haircut.
1: going on here, a lot of matting. OK, I, I, you know, I can tell you all my tricks. Uh, thank God I still have it, though, Melker. I mean, that's the key. But but I have a question for you. OK, there's a rumor out there that you are funding the Jim Cramer tweets. Is that true? <laughs>
0: Uh, I I am Jim Cramer. I'm actually
1: his social media director. I just think it's unbelievable. He says the the thing can't find any footing. And that's literally the bottom, the interim bottom. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So I I, I just, people think it's you. It's not you.
0: It's not me, but, uh, I I might be getting paid to be an advisor. I mean, (laughs) It's uncanny. Are you friends with him? I feel like you guys would like
1: have crossed oh, yeah, paths. I, was, I went to I would listen. I uh, had my I had my very famous Jim Cramer story. Uh, it was 1987. He had just left Goldman Sachs. He was a private banker there and he'd started a hedge fund. I called him. I was a second year or first year student at Harvard. I said, Jim, I want to get a job on Wall Street. And he said to me, do you read the Wall Street Journal? And I admitted no. Do you read the business section of The New York Times? I said no. Do you read Barron's on the weekend? And I said no. And Kramer said to me, go F yourself. You're not ready for a job on Wall Street. And he hung up the phone. That is a total true story. okay? And he was right. And it was a very big lesson for me. And so now I'm Mr. Absorption of information. And then when I ran into him two years later, uh, he said, oh, you know, you weren't the only person I said that to. But I like Jim. I think Jim's a very smart, very capable guy. Uh, but like people of his ilk and his generation, he really doesn't understand the technology. And what I would submit to you, whether it's Jim Cramer, Jamie Dimon, you pick the person. Uh, they haven't done the homework. Okay, But when somebody like a Paul Tudor Jones does the homework or somebody like a, a Stan Druckenmiller of their vintage does the homework, It's a one-way ticket towards Bitcoin. I have yet to meet a person of my vintage or older that has actually done the homework and then drew the conclusion, oh, you know, Bitcoin sucks or digital assets suck or the blockchain sucks. It is a one-way ticket towards the asset class, Scott. And And that's the upsetting thing for me is that like the superficiality, okay, you don't understand it. That's fine. Either do the homework or don't comment about it
0: that i agree with that like just keep your mouth shut you can't hate something that you don't understand but to your point not only is it a one-way ticket to bitcoin but once they get there nobody ever leaves even if they would go through a bear market even if price draws down 80 percent, you never see any of these guys say i was wrong except for nasim talit
1: he left okay but was that a fight with uh, the the kid that wrote the bitcoin standard he's a very bright kid I mean, uh,
0: yeah, with uh, uh, oh, wow. how am I blanking on that? Yeah, uh,
1: because I can't remember his name. You know that that. Uh, Safedin Amoush.
0: Sorry, Safadine is. Yeah,
1: Yeah, yeah Safedin Amoush. So he was fighting with him. That's a Lebanese pride thing. You know, even Noriel uh, came up with his own token. Right. So so ultimately, <laughs> you know, I mean, you got to you got to you got to look at it for what it really is. And so there's a new asset class and there's an old guard. And the old guard. It took a while. Listen, I'm old enough to remember Web One. It took a while. You know, people. I, I was telling people, well, there's going to be a costless phone call over the web. People looking at me like I was crazy. What are you talking about? It's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, uh, I think we all agree there. Let's talk about uh, the splash you made at uh, the World Economic Forum because, man, you're all over the headlines for this one. Hey, you said you plan to buy the U.S. Bitcoin ETF. 2023 was the best year for your crypto fund. So I want to talk about that Mm -hmm. because 2022 was miserable for everybody. You were pretty public about it being exceptionally miserable for you, especially obviously that that. you crushed it.
1: Yeah. Well, you said something earlier, you know, that if you're in it, you don't get out of it. Okay. So let's talk about 22 for a second. Uh, I could have been a monkey flipping coin, Scott. And I could have done a better job. Okay, every decision that I made in 2022 went bad. I bought more Bitcoin, bad. I bought more Ethereum, bad. Got long Solana, bad. Uh, I teamed up with Sam Bankman Freed. Uh, looked good in the beginning. Um, you know, we had a spectacular conference, Crypto Bahamas. Uh, I can't tell you the number of people that congratulated me on the partial sale of Skyvers to Sam in November. I'm sorry, of September of 2022. But by November, I was a goat. I had taken one and turned it into zero. You know how entrepreneurs like to go from zero to one? I went from one to zero. And so it was humiliating. It was brutal. I was subjected to four and a half hours of testimony with the Department of Justice. I had to turn over my cell phones, my signal, my WhatsApp. Uh, you know, it was absolutely brutal. But here's the thing I would say to young people listening. You hang in there. OK, and you tell the truth and you hang in there and you own your mistakes, because if you have integrity, there's always opportunity. There's always people looking to, to help you if you have integrity. And so by the end of 22, I thought 23 was going to be the worst year of my career. I was expecting coin yeah. to go to eight thousand. I was expecting to hold it the whole way down. I was expecting uh, the aftermath of Sam to deplete all of my assets. But uh, it turns out when you think things are really bad, that's probably where the bottom is. And lo and behold, our coin fund was up 160% last year. Our core fund of funds, which has uh, crypto exposure, but also a collection of hedge funds, up 36%. And our sort of lower volatility fund was up 25%. So uh, it was the best year of my career. Um, very happy about that, obviously. Um, made the bet. I think that if we're going to be right about this, the next two years for these funds will be spectacular, Scott. Um, you mentioned my $170,000 prediction. So I just want to go okay. into that with you for 30 seconds. Um, that's a data-dependent prediction. Go, go back and look at Bitcoin halving cycles. The day that the uh, Bitcoin halves, Multiply it by four. Eighteen months later, uh, and it's been uncanny that that's been the price of Bitcoin. So, I'm using a thirty-five thousand dollar number at the having. Um, if I'm, if I'm, and that's conservative. You're correct. That is conservative. Let's say we're at fifty thousand in April. Okay, then it's a two hundred thousand dollar handle. Let's say we're at sixty thousand. It'll be two forty. But, but my long-term price target is that Bitcoin gets to easily half the market capitalization of gold, Uh, gold now at about 14 and a half trillion. If Bitcoin goes to seven or eight trillion, that's a 10 X from here. It's a $400,000 Bitcoin. Um, And I think it would be ridiculous for people not to understand the asset, not to understand the dynamics of it as a store of value and not to have a position. One last point, if you don't mind me saying this. We were the, first, mon- we were the first money into Black Rock. I think I broke it on your- You uh, did. I broke it on yeah. Wall Street. Uh, we gave BlackRock the first money last January. Uh, they converted successfully into the ETF. They have not even started the marketing process. And as you know, these 11 ETFs, this was the best ETF launch in ETF history Um, So we have some sludge going on with the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. The real experts know that. But when that sludge clears out, um, you have clear skies ahead for Bitcoin and you have a lot of demand for Bitcoin. You have institutional demand, finally, for Bitcoin because it's now an asset that's wrapped in something that the hoi polloi can understand and that the institutions can now be comfortable buying. So all of those things hopefully make me wrong about my prediction to the low side. Uh, but let's let let's just say this: people need to get in there. They need to understand this asset. They need to work harder to do the research on an asset like this.
0: Yeah, I mean, the last cycle did about a three and a half x from that, you know, twenty ish to sixty nine or whatever it was, and that was by far the most muted cycle we'd had, and that was without any of this institutional involvement. But I love what you just said about the marketing campaigns that are coming. People are like goldfish. If it's not the you know ten billion in AUM the first week, they think it's a failure for some reason. Right. You've pointed out that it's a success. We know that Vanguard, Merrill Lynch, a lot of these aren't offering them. RIA platforms haven't even done the research yet; are not offering them. They haven't chosen which ones to offer. We're in the first out of the first inning of judging these ETFs.
1: Yeah, I don't even think I. I think we're getting a count on. I don't even think we got an out yet. I think we're, you know, there's the, you know, two balls and one strike on the first batter. I don't, you I know, mean, my. My my thing about this, because I was an FA and I have distributed product into these warehouses. Um, they're cautious, they're slow moving, but when they get there, it's going to be overwhelming. Okay. And remember, this is a fixed supply asset. So, you know, I mean J- Jamie Diamond said something and I watch his interviews very carefully because I think he's very smart. But he said, you know, Satoshi's gonna press a button. Um, And it's going to create another 21 million Bitcoin. And okay, but that that actually mathematically and from a programming analysis and from a decentralized point of view, it actually cannot happen. But to say that it either implies you're joking or it either implies you don't have the uh, the expertise or the awareness, you know, and so. I don't know. Maybe he's got the regulators on him, and he doesn't want the regulators on him too hard, like the Elizabeth Warren's. Uh, but I got to you, it's it's not an informed view, and it's shocking because if you said to me, "Who is the smartest person in financial services?" He's got to be in the top five. I mean, you know, as a per- I mean, he's done an unbelievable job with that bank, unbelievable job navigating the global financial crisis, unbelievable job of uh, being there at the right time with the right core assets i mean he hasn't the bag never really shook or got knocked into insolvency uh but i mean this thing i think he's just he's just really missing and then when you talk to the guys there they're like yeah well we're spending hundreds of millions of dollars developing
0: that's what i was gonna savings. ask you now i mean they're the they're the ap for blackrock and a number of other etfs they yes. have jp morgan well, they, onyx a platform for tokenizing and settling on chain. and they want to make money disconnect
1: for Here's Here's one thing you should know. If you have a private banking account at JP Morgan, you can call them today and say, I want to buy one of those ETFs. They will accept the order on an unsolicited basis. They will purchase it for you and they will put that QSIP in your account. So you can hold the BlackRock or the Fidelity ETF in an account at JP Morgan. I think that that's meaningful. Uh, because some of these other places, whether it's Vanguard or Merrill Lynch, Bank of America at this time, they say no. They won't even accept it on an unsolicited basis.
0: Is this a watch what I do and not what I say situation? I mean, is he like wagging the dog, you know, so he doesn't look bad? Or is this literally like he has to do it to make money, but also has to, like you say, kind of cowtail to Elizabeth Warren? Because yeah, I mean, no we know there's it's, else it's going a on. big
1: bank and there's a lot of people inside that bank that understand that want to make money from it. But he's also got to sit before the Congress and, uh, you know, we should go. Can we get, can we go 30 seconds to Elizabeth Warren? Because I have a long relationship. You can with go Trump. 30 hours to Elizabeth okay, so, Warren and so, I won't cut you off. Elizabeth Warren, I, I graduated from Harvard Law School in 1989. Elizabeth Warren joined the faculty in 93. Um, Elena Kagan, who is now on the Supreme Court, was the dean of the Harvard Law School. And so Bruce Wasserstein, who's no longer with us, was building a building there to support the university. They turned a, uh, a garage on the corner into this beautiful magnificent building and they were asking alumni for donations. Elizabeth Warren, when I met her, she could not have been more charming, okay? And she could That's not right. have been more nice. She was soliciting alumni for solicitations. Fast forward to 2017, I'm on the Trump transition team. I'm in Davos. Uh, 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 there was a gentleman there from the sovereign wealth fund of Russia he came over to my table at a restaurant, said hello to me. A picture was taken, obviously on somebody's cell phone. And uh, the reporters said, oh, Scaramucci met with the Russian Sovereign Wealth Fund. Elizabeth Warren sent a letter to me demanding that she fully understand my involvement in the Russian collusion case. Okay, so this you, is how, so, so this you. cost me about $50,000 in legal fees, Okay. Now, whatever you think of Donald Trump, I was on that campaign, Scott, we couldn't even collude with ourselves. Okay, so I don't even know how they could think for a moment that we were colluding with the Russians. Okay, it was not not possible. Of course, it was proven that we didn't collude with the Russians. Okay, we we're literally fighting with each other. Um, and so that's when the fight started with me and Elizabeth Warren, okay? And I find her to be absolutely repulsive and absolutely hypocritical, and I said in Davos that so her and Gary are the access of regulatory evil. They literally have decided that Scott Melker may have made some money. I always teach Mike Novogratz. I said, it's really you, Nova, because you made over a billion dollars with this shit, and she knows you personally, and she's very upset about that. She's literally the type of person that doesn't like to see rich people get richer. And a result of which she's willing to close down a product that would help the people she's supposedly advocating for. This is a product for the unbanked. This is a product for uh, the people that can't afford Jamie Dimon's fees or Brian Moynihan's fees to be involved in the financial services process. This is a product where, if Jack Mahler continues to execute, there will be a rail system, a payment system. Uh, where people outside of the United States that can't trust their currencies, don't trust their banks, will have an ability to transact with each other and use this technology uh, as opposed to bartering with each other. And so, so to me, I don't understand it. Now, you've got 52 million people that own it. I do believe that Joe Biden will win this election, but if he doesn't win the election, some of it will be related to this regulatory nonsense between Gensler and, and and Elizabeth Warren.
0: Yeah, I think everyone believes they're a hypocrite. I want to ask you about another huge name, obviously. You said at the beginning it's a one-way street, Bitcoin, and that once you get it, you never leave. Sometimes we question whether someone is here because they really have been orange-pilled or whether they're talking their book. What do you make of Larry Fink's complete conversion here He's on a road show, man, and not just Bitcoin mm-hmm. tokenization of everything, flight yeah. to quality, Ethereum spot life okay, so
1: Next, I know him. I know him personally, so I want to. I want to. I want to say this to you. I I met with Larry Fink in November of 2020. I was in the uh, excuse me 2021 because it was a cl- closer 2021. I was in the lobby of the Four Seasons Hotel in Abu Dhabi okay, on the El Mariana Island where the global markets facility is for Abu Dhabi. We were standing there together. He says, you really like this Bitcoin? I said, yeah, I do. And then he looked at me, he says, Bitcoin sucks. I said, it does? He goes, yeah. He goes, it's a stupid asset. It totally sucks. He goes, but I just made an investment in Circle. I think the blockchain is good. And I think that the stable coins on the blockchain will be successful. And so BlackRock just made it an investment in Jeremy Allaire's company. I said to Larry, okay. I said, I think you're wrong. I just think you need to do more homework. Now, there's a guy named Robbie Mitchnick at BlackRock. He's a young kid. He came into BlackRock with the idea of creating a Bitcoin ETF. He orange-pilled Larry. and I'm going to give Larry a lot of credit because Larry actually did the homework. Larry did the reversal. Larry was on the road to Damascus and converted as a result of being steeped in understanding exactly what it was and why it will be an international store of value. And and I got to tell you something, it takes a very smart leader to pridefully say that Bitcoin sucks and then 24 months later, say, you know what? I've got this wrong. BlackRock needs to be a part of this. And BlackRock needs awesome. to have a significant stake in it. So so no, I don't think he's just talking his book. He's not that type of person. And he has said two things that you should pay attention to if you're an investor here. Number one, it's a store of value. And number two, it represents a flight to quality, Scott. I want you to think about that, okay? This asset has experienced 100 vols, okay? It's gone from 80 to 100 vols. We've seen the asset go from 69 to 16. We've seen it do all different types of haywire things, but the largest asset manager in the world, the CEO of that company says it is a flight to quality, okay? So that implies that he understands it. Last point of the story, it's now 23. It's January. Robbie comes to see us. My partner, Brett Messing, who I don't think you've met, he says to my partner, look, I'm getting a lot of bureaucratic resistance at BlackRock. I need some outside money in this Bitcoin trust. So we sent them 10 million bucks. We said, okay, we're in. So we were the first money in. He then went to the ETF committee and said, we can raise outside money for this. And they said, okay, if you could raise outside money for this, Let's give it a go. And they were watching that Grayscale case carefully. Their lawyers told them that Grayscale was going to win that case. And then they dropped the application.
0: And the first thing Larry Fink said after the Bitcoin spot ETF was approved was we need an Ethereum spot ETF. Do you think that it's coming soon? Okay,
1: now here's, here's how you know he's been completely pilled, okay? We need an Ethereum spot ETF. And oh, by the way, we're going to tokenize all these assets. Every, every, the future of exchanges is going to be tokenization. Okay, so he actually has taken it a step further. It's not just, okay, I got a Bitcoin ETF. And remember, you know, they're charging 21 basis points. Okay, is that going to really move the needle at BlackRock? No, it's That's not going to move the needle. always my point. No matter
0: how successful this thing is, no matter how much AUM it gets, it's a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a percent of uh, their total Profit,
1: A 100%. So he's doing this because of the intellectual gravitas associated with it. And he's doing it because he wants to be at the forefront of it. And he's also recognizing that, uh, you know, he's uh, playing the back nine of his career. And he knows that part of his legacy will be was I a visionary leader or did I get stuck in 1987? Let me tell you something. I have buddies of mine. I mean, you know, they're mentors, they're in their 80s. I'm not going to name them because it'll they'll piss them off, but they don't even read their email, Scott. So what they do is they have their assistant, the guy's 87, you send him an email, the assistant gets it, and then they turn to the guy and said, okay, Anthony said, read me the email. And they read him the email and he okay, Right back to Anthony. And then he dictate, they want to open the email. Okay, you don't want to be that person. You want to evolve and move with the times. You want to bring young people into your organization that can teach you about the future. Okay, you can give them maybe some experience on market volatility and handling crashes and not losing your cool when Sam Bankman Fried is declared a fraud and he owns 30% of your company. You can give them some temperance and you give them some experience, but the young people can teach you about the future. And I give I give Robbie mitchnick and 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 Larry Fink a huge amount of credit for that.
0: I I do as well, and I agree that the way he talks about it, it can't just be forced, right? He he fully understands the asset class. I wonder uh, how many more Larry Finks we're going to see through this next cycle as things begin to scale up, and how much the spot ETF approval, uh, even though it was done begrudgingly by the regulator, how much that's going to start to bring others in. I mean, literally, Gary Gensler cried like a little girl on approval. You know, I don't endorse Bitcoin. This is just because of the court. I can't go against the court. Wham, wham, mommy. Right.
1: Well, he's doing that for, you know, he knows. See, he knows better. I know Gensler forever. I worked with him at Goldman. He taught the blockchain courses at MIT. He knows better. And he has openly admitted that Bitcoin is a commodity because he actually knows better But he wants to be the secretary of the Treasury. And he knows that Elizabeth Warren has the keys to that kingdom. And he's decided that he's putting all of his eggs in Elizabeth Warren's basket.
0: Yeah. Uh, Do you think that we're going to have any other major black swans that are unforeseen? Or do you think that we've pretty much at least like cleansed the contagion of the last cycle? I'm sure there will be things in the future we can't predict. Let Mm -hmm. me let me reframe that. Do you think we're done with the last cycle of Contagion and uh, Bad Actors, or do you think that there's more shoes that could drop?
1: I, I, I don't think we're done because I think there's still an unwind of inventory that has to take place with things like FTX, some of the issues related to Genesis, and a few other things that are out there. I do think that there's still inventory. Now, the you know rumor, not necessarily a rumor because it's more or less been confirmed now, uh, that $1 billion of FTX GBTC was liquidated in the last week. And uh, I think that cleared out the GBTC, but they own a ton of Solana. They own a ton of other assets. Um, I think you have uh, still some leverage in the mix between the arbitrage situation with GBTC and Genesis. I think that also potentially has to be unwound. But if you're st- saying to me, by the havoc, which is, let's call it mid to late April, by the halving, will we be done with the exegesis of the last cycle? I believe that we will be. Are we down to the remnants of the exegesis of the last cycle? I believe that we are. Um, and I think that uh, when, 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 when Kramer said that Bitcoin can't find a, a bottom or can't find a floor or whatever the hell he said, and that was like the interim low, you know, it's not inconceivable to me that Bitcoin is 55000 by the halving. It's not inconceivable because you have the demand pooling and you have less supply that's going to be offered up to meet that demand. And so um, and then the other question is, where is the grayscale P&L for the average grayscale trust holder? And so I don't know if is, is someone bought that in 2015, are they willing to pay one and a half percent? and let's just use the differential, 1.3%, because you know BlackRock's at 21. So your question is, I've got a XYZ gain. Do I want to cash in that gain, pay the taxes, move it into BlackRock, or take it and move it into USD? I don't know. Or, or am I going to say that? And I think, I think Grayscale- They did that math. They did that math. And I think the, probably off a little. I think Grayscale would have benefited from like a 1% or- or or one and a quarter. I think you would have seen less selling, actually. But oh well,
0: um, I, I, we we can I thank mean, Gary for that as well. The SEC made such a botchery of this entire process by never approving any of them that we had a fee war and nobody. I mean, if uh, one but, of these yeah, had been approved, also the, cash,
1: the cash thing too. You know that that was done to hurt Grayscale, obviously. So so they they did that to hurt Grayscale, and 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 uh, you know, listen. I mean, when you're growing up, you are taught by books. And you're taught a normative thing that's happening vis-a-vis academia. This is the process. And this is the, 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 the thing. And there's no arbitrary or capricious nature to the process. And then when you get older, you realize these are just human beings. And there's politics. And there's personal vendettas. And there's slights. And there's this and that and the other thing. Um, I think Gary is aghast that Grayscale took it to him. OK, yeah. I think Gary is aghast that the Ripple guys took it to him. OK, I think prior to Gary, Mark Cuban going after the SEC for what they did to him and winning. OK, I think the SEC has really been tarnished. I think they have to they have to go back to blocking and tackling at the SEC and they have to get out of the politicization. You know, I was in uh, Sam Maritz at the CFC Sam Maritz conference. And uh, I met with one of the regulators from Dubai, and the woman said to me, you know what? We have no politicization in our regulatory process. If it's good for the country, good for the economy, we want to embrace it. If it's not, we don't want to embrace it. But it's not tied to somebody calling me and saying, hey, I woke up this morning. I hate Bitcoin. And so the, the laws of the you know twenty United States is 22% of the world's GDP. I woke up this morning. I'm a little irritable, I don't like Bitcoin and that Mike Novogratz made a billion dollars. Hello, Gary, are you there? Yeah, Gary, yeah, we need to block financial innovation in the United States, okay? So can you work on that for me, please? And then you got, oh, it's just mathematical blather. Okay, yeah, can you block it for me? Thank you, Gary. Moss, North Korea. I mean, come yeah, on. I mean, and then come on, and then she gets embarrassed by Loomis, right? So Loomis is like, okay, yeah. there's $900,000 of money laundering on Bitcoin. 900 million million on the other uh, usd but you know i mean she's imba- i mean it's embarrassed. it's actually i love one, watching her get community noted on every tweet now but yeah go ahead the one the one beauty look there's a there's some pain in social media and there's some bots that are irritating and kids are probably being cyber bu- bullied but there is a big benefit to this sort of cluster uh I don't want to use the f-bomb but a cluster f-bomb in social media because somebody like elizabeth warren cannot get away with this stuff without being exposed for the insanity and the hypocrisy
0: i love it so final question i know you have to go would you say that it was a more impactful event for you meeting larry fink in the four seasons lobby of abu dhabi or meeting me in the four seasons lobby in austin texas
2: you're
1: nicer to me though, you know. I mean, look, I, I'm going to say you, okay. I mean, you know, Larry knows got me. out of the car like, and you were getting out of the car. Next Larry me. knows like, me and likes me, but I'm like insignificant to Larry. You're like a lot nicer to me. And you, know, you invite me on the show. I'm usually right. driving around in the back of my car with bad internet. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say you. Relax, right. I'll, I'll you. take it, man. And you're See taller. That, nice. You're taller. And then for all your fans out there, you're taller and thinner than you Perfect. look on the. you taller and thinner than you look on the air. Yeah, not a surprise. Well, yeah, I'm literally going to just so and I could probably yeah, I've sent picture.
0: I have something here. Yeah. I'm telling you, my wife literally sends my my yeah. barber pictures yeah. of Justin Timberlake's hair ca- haircuts because she loves him yeah. and we never get there. And then she's
1: always mad when I come home.
0: She's like, you, you didn't make, do it. And then she sees happy. your hair and it's it's embarrassing.
1: Make your wife happy. Make your wife. I'm happy.
0: trying. I'm trying. Maybe I just don't have the hair. All right, man, you got to go. Thank you so much. Right. Ladies, I'll follow Scaramucci on on the X Twitter, whatever the hell we call it now. And uh, I'll see you. In a, I'll see you soon when we're back at the all-time high. All right. God bless, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you. What a legend, man. Always a, a pleasure. I thought he'd be in the back of a car. We were taking bets on it, but uh, this time he said, "He said I know you get so angry," which I don't, by the way. So I know you get so angry when I'm in the back of the car and it's all broken. So I literally made sure that I stayed home from work and did this in the office first. What a, What an amazing guy, man. One of my favorite guests. Always a pleasure to have him. We're actually working. Uh, honestly. Uh, we're working on a like a crypto kind of Shark Tank show with myself, him, Mario Nofal, Rand Nooner, and uh, Scaramucci. That's hopefully coming down the road. Uh, but I have the worst hair of everyone. It's terrible. Look, this part is just standing up. You see that? I can't do anything about that. Can't do anything about it. Anyways, if you loved Anthony Scaramucci, then you're gonna love our next guest from Texas. Of course, Christopher Inks. He's no. He's no Texas West Capital. That guy. <laughs> you know, What's wrong, have, man? got nothing on you. Yeah. I love that. Actually. That was a lot of really interesting, uh, perspective on Fink. I don't know if you were listening to that, but that was pretty crazy that he, you know, I'm convinced now he's really. orange
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's the first time I've seen him interviewed, uh, not in the back of his car. So, uh, it was very, really
0: special. <laughs> yeah, really, really special. I feel uh, very flattered. I'm trying to get some of my charts up. But here, let's take a look how oh, you got Bitcoin up first. I'm assuming you want to take yeah, a look course, at that.
2: Of course, right? It's a big it's a yeah. big talk here, you know, again. It's
0: dead now, Chris. It's dead. It's over. I know, for the, We're what, finished.
2: The, one, the 127th billionth time, something like that. So, um, so dead. So I bad. mean, you know, we, we talked about the possibility that it could break down. And if it did, that, um, you know, that I was looking basically... I, th- I think the price target was a little bit higher, just a, just a slight bit higher. But um, as this week came out, um, or as this, uh, you know, the new daily pivots came out over this month, you know, basically it was the S one pivot is what we were looking at. So we're there right now. Uh, you know, here on the daily we printed almost a nice uh, looking, almost a hammer. We have a little bit too much wick at the top there. Um, importantly, volume here. You know, the volume. Th- this is the the bitstamp chart, and, and each chart's a little bit different in volume. But basically, what we're seeing is pretty much the same volume between these two candles. And what you're getting is a pin bar here on that support, on that uh, S1 pivot. So, um, you know, we still need it to go up. We still need it to break out, you know, uh, basically above around 43,566. Depending on whatever chart you're on, this is the January 26th of my time zone. Um, But that swing high is what we're looking to break out above. We can do that. We're headed up. 57000 uh, maybe 62.5, just on, with this count, wave three of the larger three. So we haven't even, you know, as far as this count goes, uh, nothing's really changed other than we just kind of uh, went to a slightly higher count, uh, wave count right here. But it's still, you know, this one, two, one, two here. So again, this just gets us three of the larger three. But if it does break down, if it does break down, we've still got that secondary target here at 35700 And what that is, is uh, based on this count, that's the 50% retracement there, which is a usual secondary target that we use for wave four. You can see that the 38-2, the initial target was right here at that S1 pivot. By the way, you also notice on this big channel coming off the swing low here, it's also, you know, we wick we down below the uh, EQ of that channel there and close back above it. So a lot of potential in this, but ultimately we need that breakout there above that. Um, oh, whatever I said here, 40, 43, 566. If we can get that, then I think again, 57, 62, five, um, coming up here next. So, Yeah,
0: I I love that. I mean, I I was looking at this uh, just this morning when I was writing the newsletter, just kind of, I I like these days, what I've been doing is just zooming really far out to the weeklies and just kind of getting really key levels and trying not to waste my time in between. I've had this sort of area right here that 38,600, I talked about it a ton uh, in the past when it was resistance, right? That's where the Luna breakdown happened, right? Over here, when we really lost the market was when Luna collapsed. And we broke below. And so we had this kind of four weeks Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. that I kept talking about in November. We couldn't get back above that level. So I just kind of made it this area. And if you look where this dropped, I'm not saying we won't go lower. I'm saying you could have very easily expected a major reaction there, right there, 38,500 ish, right at the top of that. Zooming in, you know, you can see is exactly where this ended. And by the way, ETH did the same kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. Like a major weekly level right down to 21.60. You know, I'm not saying I don't know if it'll bounce yet as support, but that's exactly the same sort of area where uh, everything lost from from Luna. Like these key huge weekly levels are playing pretty clearly right now as support on this drop.
2: Yeah, very much so. And, and one thing, if you pull up your chart real quick, your Bitcoin chart again, uh, because you've got yeah. it more clearly marked on online. But you'll notice. You the right uh, yeah. yeah, you'll notice that the level you have marked there right before you can see that there's a couple of pushes into it and pullbacks they create like over about two or three weeks there yeah and and then you get the strong push through the level and then now Down we're coming here. back and testing and get a reaction off that usually um when you have those uh, significant levels like that and you're looking to continue the trend most often this is what you're going to see you're going to see it'll it'll pop up against the level it won't just break right through it'll hit it a few times and then pop through and then it'll come back and retest it you know get you a good reaction off it and then it'll continue up so you know nothing is ever 100% uh, you know, uh, in the markets, but this is something that I like to look for. Um, you know, when we're looking at these bigger, more important levels. So, uh, definitely something, you know, and again, you know, it just kind of, uh, aligns get confluence with all those other things I was talking about. And, you know, we'll see, we'll see. I've got my level I'm looking at. And if we break out above it, I think we're good to go up higher, uh, new highs. Uh, but until then, you know, if it does break down, we'll get that low volume node right there around that 35, seven. So,
0: yeah, um, I'm just realizing I'm like scanning through charts. I mean, you you keep going, but that a lot of them have come back and retested. And I had drawn all these levels, but they're all from that same area. Of
2: yeah, 20, yeah, summer
0: 22. Solana is the same. Like I was talking about it yesterday. I'm looking at this. I kind of readjusted and bought a little Solana literally on the stream yesterday. I was like, I'm going to just buy a little. I still have bids down to 70, 75. But look, like this is the area of that major breakdown. This is coming back to retest it for the first time after the same thing. Weeks, you know, a couple weeks of testing it, get above, no retest and now retesting.
2: See, this is the thing I really like about crypto. Um, You know, a lot lot of people think crypto is this big different thing. Now, you know, if you know how to trade equities, if you know how to trade futures, whatever, you're going to trade the same way. But the cool thing about uh, crypto, uh, probably because it's so small, is that everything generally tends to move in the same way. So you're finding the same resistance, the same support levels uh, in time, right? And and you see it over there. And, and so, you know, it makes it a lot easier to trade, right? You just look and you go, man, well, now I got a whole slew of things I can look at, right?
0: So Yeah, we've got um, some, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I am just looking at the comments. I, I was just looking Andrew at cool. uh, yeah. just looking, Andrew's awesome. And so I was like, dang, Andrew's yeah. here. I see he's watching on X. He says, Chris does uniquely great work, especially with charts everyone should follow. Andrew's AB Cap AB, AB, AP Abacus, I think is what it is on uh, yeah. on. Twitter, one of my favorites, we talk all the time. And then I also saw that uh, James Lavish checked in just to say that the market says no to GBTC at 1.5%, which I think is very, very yeah. clear at the moment. So listen, I think, uh, so to just wrap this in a bow, I think we all agree right now, Bitcoin looks like it could have found a bottom, but we still need to go a bit higher to confirm right now we what got a bounce about? where we expected, but that doesn't mean yet that it's the bottom.
2: Yeah, a, yeah, exactly. Assessment. I mean- Tra- trading, yeah. You know, trading, really, if you, if you want to be in this for any length of time, um, proper risk management is an absolute must. You can't, I, you know, again, almost 30 years have been doing this. <laughs> thousands, if not tens of thousands of traders I've talked to over time, nobody has stayed in for any amount of time without proper risk management. But other than that, you got to learn to understand, however you're trading, what are your validation and invalidation levels? You got to have You got to have them. them. Th- Those will help you go along.
0: One last thing, if I may. I forgot, but this, you know, because you taught me this once upon a time, oversold bullish divergence with RSI on the four hour chart. We had it again, dead bottom bounce. Doesn't mean it is the bottom, but man, if you get a bullish divergent with oversold uh, oversold RSI or a bearish divergence with overbought RSI, by the way, which we have on the weekly and had on the daily at the top here, you can be pretty sure that the market's going to bounce in the other direction.
2: Yeah, there's a good chance it's going to get rejected there and and in, in the opposite way. Yeah. Yeah. But again, you know, nothing's 100%. And uh, no, I cannot say that enough. <laughs> Cuz you know, you're you're a big name, you got a lot of people fall on you, a lot of new people all the time and they, you know, they have to know. We all know how we've all come in. We all came into trading thinking we were going to make it uh, you know, it was going to make a lot of money really easy and whatnot and uh, you know, the market has a quick way of humbling you when you do that. And so uh, you know, these, these things you just you have to understand these things. So, um, yeah, so I mean, that's Bitcoin right there. Real quick here, I've got a stock. I've been watching snow. Um, I kind of talked about it back here in June of uh, 2022 when we had this low here. And this looks a hell of a lot like Ethereum looked like, right? Yeah. I'm not saying yeah, it's, triangle, it's a sending triangle, but it's, yeah, you know, it's support consolidating against resistance. And now we're getting this breakout. We had the pullback on this pin bar here. We've got this nice breakout happening. This is the weekly chart. Um, now, I think it's possible we could get rejected the R1, pull back toward the pivot here on the weekly, so get rejected around 230, potentially pull back to maybe 182, maybe 176 or 75 or so, and then go up, um, or we might just kind of, we might just overextend here and just continue going up from here, but either way, I think we're headed right up here at least to four, about 410, 412 on that. And so I think it's a really good setup. Um, you know, big picture wise, if somebody's looking to say, you know, listen, I don't have the money to just kind of sit here in, you know, and in, in day trade all day. I want to kind of find something that even if it pulls back a little bit, I'm thinking about, you know, months out, maybe a year or more out. Uh, I think it's a great trade. I think it's a great setup for it. So. Um, that's great, and, and I'm not saying it can't break up new all-time highs either. I'm just saying initially that's my target right there is around that. four. Please tell, four t- please four tell t- t- me, please tell
0: me that t- one. T- one of those tabs up top, I know we've told you limited, but please tell me one of them is spirit.
2: No, no, none of her spirit. <laughs> uh, Dude, spirit, guys, insane, you, know, you it.
0: did it with dollar general a couple months ago where it was like this epic bottom spirit went absolutely mayhem parabolic right after you said it here. you got to bring yeah, it up. Get, I'm you sorry. Get all
2: right. Get all right we kind of got Yeah, it was fine. While, right?
0: fine. Yeah. We sat here and talked about how it was just fud and it was because the JetBlue deal had fallen through. I mean, it was the deadest dead bottom, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um and then uh yeah, yeah, we it dipped down there the for Thursday and then right back up. We just dipped and right back up. Uh that was a rally off that low there of some some huge bid here. That was uh
0: But what was the price last Wednesday at that bottom? Cuz that's where we were.
2: It's about one hundred thirty percent there. Um, on Wednesday, <laughs> I think it was. I think it was this one right here. I think it was the one before. It was this oh, five dollars. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: Five dollars and yeah. change. Yeah. And then Thursday it dipped and shot off there. Um, right back up. So. Uh, casual hundred you know,
0: percent on an airline in a week. Thanks, Chris. Yeah.
2: Hey, hi, man. I'm telling you, you know, once we get the breakout here above this swing high that we just made, this uh, nine dollar and thirty four cent area. I mean, I think we rally up here and fill in this fair value gap up to around $14.75, 76 cents around that. And if we're doing that, you know, I think I think we're overall continuing up higher there. I think we can continue up. You know, we talked about the fact that we had this um bullish divergence building. Did we finish it on the daily here? Let me see.
0: Uh, oh no, more. we didn't quite
2: uh, we didn't exaggerated quite we it bullish before.
0: divergence as they call it. The equal low. <laughs> exaggerated <laughs> bullish.
2: But the weekly, look at that weekly and that capitulation volume. We didn't get a bullish SFP on the weekly. Uh, We did close below it. You know, we need to close above it. But the monthly is still in progress here. And again, this volume—I mean, if I'm looking at this, I I, I see little reason to think we're not going to at least get up here to $16, $18 potentially up here $25. This is capitulation-type volume here. There's absolutely nothing leading into it, and then all of a sudden, boom, big volume. Bullish divergence on the monthly, uh, you know, we might end up with a bullish SFP. I think, I think there's a lot of good potential effort to go up further, but we'll see. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> Perfect. All right. So wasn't I didn't mean to bad. interrupt your flow. Yeah, back to what we were, back no, to our yeah, regularly no. scheduled program. I, I couldn't let him get <laughs> away without dunking on that one. You know, that was a, like 360 oh, from the foul line reverse jam with your eyes closed over a dude. Yeah.
2: Well, we've had, we've had some good ones. We had save here previously like you said, we had Dollar General on there and that thing's still going well. Um I did PayPal there on on Twitter not too long ago. Nailed the absolute bottom on that one. Um and that thing's just continued to go up since then, you know. And again, in 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 these things are going in spite of people's um narratives, in spite of their you know, this is why I think price needs to do this. And and this is what I have, you know, what I try and warn traders against is Stop worrying about the fundamentals because what you're going to do is you have in your mind what you want it to do. And so any any fundamentals that comes out, you're going to just weave it to make it, you know, seem to support what you're saying. You can still kind of do it with the charts, but it's a little bit easier to not do that. But uh, you know, still it's a tough thing when you're a trader, right? You know those emotions. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got cake you got here. You <clears throat> what?
0: Say so go ahead, keep going with the cake. okay. I
2: got cake on the daily here. We pulled back to daily S1, same thing as uh, as Bitcoin, almost resetted, oversold on RSI, stoke RSI, bottomed out there and oversold. We have lack of selling as we've continued down. We've got a lot of overlap, small candles, volume dropping off, mostly indicative of a pullback. Um, you know, again, you can see the thing right here, same idea. So I'm looking for a breakout of this descending resistance. That's my first clue. That would be the earliest that I would probably want to get in. Uh, so it'd probably be up here around $2 and 66 cents or so. And, um, and then of course I want to see a nice impulsive breakout above the daily pivot. That would be my better confirmation, which is around $3 and 18 cents or so, but I've got an $8 and 50 cent target off that. So, um, I think cake is setting up for a potentially, um, decent move coming off this tier. Even if you wait, even if you wait a little bit, getting $3, you're still looking potentially $8 and 50 cent target. Um, I've got Tia. I know a lot of people talking about Tia. I've talked about it a few times over the last few months.
0: It's one, I'm legitimately um, pissed off at this one, by the way, when it launched, I think I told you, but like it was, I just saw people talking about it. Didn't know what it was. It was on Coinbase and it was at like three bucks. And I was looking at the yeah. chart and it was flat. And I was like, everybody's talking about it. I bet it's going to go way up. And I bid like 281 and walked away. <laughs> and I think it hit 285 and then went to went parabolic insane.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It took off. Pulled back. It's just great. Um, it's a three-way pullback right now. We've got some rejection here at this line. So I'm looking for a breakout here as my as my initial. Hey, you know, pay attention. Um, if we get above this swing high here at uh, $18.5, uh, that should confirm that we're gonna break out there. And I've got a $26 target. So uh, this here's the daily Stoke RSI crossing bullishly and oversold. RSI pull back to neutral here, kind of bouncing a little bit. Um, not a whole ton of volume here, but we did get a little bit down here, almost a bullish engulfing candle there, a little bit more volume than the previous one. So, um, I'm interested to see if this R1 holds here and we can break out because if we can, I'm interested then at that $26 target. And finally, AXS here. Um, again, same idea. This is what you're going to see on a lot of these. This is where we were talking about earlier, how they all kind of look similar, you know, getting the same pullbacks and, you know, same kind of structures, a lot of them. So again, we've got three waves here. Um, I'm not saying we can't pull down a little bit further the S1 pivot, but I'm looking for, again, a break out of this descending resistance as the initial, you know, how do you do? And then this swing high right here is my definitely, I'm, uh, you know, at that point, I'm like, you should be long. It's it's a higher confidence trade right there around, what is that? Uh, $9.09. If we can get that, uh, 15.20 is the initial target. If we continue on through that, though, $35, 15 and $52 become the next targets on the way up. So potentially a really, really good setup with uh, AXS here. Awesome. And uh, yeah, and that, that's what I got, man.
0: Perfect. That's exactly right. Exactly on time. I'm going to let you off the hook today on the giveaway, and I'm going to make Misha do it again uh, <laughs> so, that, so that we don't have to sit here and waste your time scrolling through things, man. Thank you so much, everybody. Follow TX West Capital, everything else that he's doing. He's always on our Twitter spaces too, uh, these days, of course, here every single Wednesday. Thank you, man. Hope you have a wonderful day.
2: Take it easy, man. Thank you.
0: All right, guys. Time to give away $100. bucks. i am going to bring on Misha. What's up? Your hair looking impeccable today. That man bun is strong. strong. <laughs> See, I couldn't. Yeah. Me and Mooch, what you guys missed is that Mooch and I were actually talking about Misha's hair before the show. He was the uh, shining light of, of hair goals. Have a Pretty long hair. hair. It's true. Uh, what's our question today? In the, so, spirit, uh, in the spirit of mooch, something about a president, right? Yeah. Who should be the next president of the U.S.? Wrong answers only. Who should be the next president of the United States? Wrong answers only. Yesterday's winner, uh, something about a vasectomy. Congratulations. Yeah, exactly, Again, yeah. if we choose you, you email mike at the wolf of all and Misha sends you a hundred bucks for a hundred dollars. Who should be the next president of the United States? Wrong answers only. While they're doing that and we're scrolling through, man, that interview with Mooch, I was just saying to you in the background, people sometimes see me typing. I'm always typing to Misha. Uh, I was saying that, man, that was like the best uh, interview ever. But he, like the insight about Elizabeth Warren and Fink and all of them was absolutely amazing. Should I bring some of these up or you, you want to do uh, it? Uh, let's,
1: uh, let's start. Yeah, let's start. Uh, we have here so Gary Gensler. What do you think? We about have a it?
0: lot of people saying Gary Gensler.
1: Paris Hilton.
0: Sam. Oh, he cannot be a president. Come on. He's, he's, in, the, he's in the prison. <laughs> yeah. well, There's a chance that one of the guys who's running might also be in the prison. <laughs> True. What he's about Melker? Milker? milker? <laughs> no, I do not want to be president, but thank you.
1: Pepe. Elizabeth
0: Warren. No way.
1: Um, yeah, I got some experience.
0: Um <laughs> <laughs> i don't give that one to des but we already gave des money last week <laughs> okay put in no way no fucking way sorry um Barry this, guy, this guy up here is really trying to win right here were, oh sorry rails a victory with emmy melker said <laughs> so he's really trying to win good good answer Emmy Melker. michael sailor okay jamie diamond no um this was the answer I gave you. Somebody said nobody. When Marisha asked me the question earlier, I said nobody. She's like, nobody, just <laughs> let it, let it. Let it end. What do you think about Max Kaiser? Uh, I think it would be really bad for Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> I could give it All to right. Max Kaiser. I could give it to that.
1: Homer Simpson, I like, I like this one. <clears throat> Definitely would like to see him as a president of the U.S. Patrock. Um, <laughs> oh <laughs> that's a nice
0: that's a nice profile pick uh, yeah, like george costanza yep uh that's good all right we got to pick one now because i have to get ready for spaces so uh all right okay. all right so i guess you know i, I will leave george costanza because i really like okay him. george costanza for president wins matthew chalice we've seen you up here before did he win before or did we almost did he almost i think he almost won yesterday Oh. Or one of the days. Matthew, you win. Email Mike at thewolfofallstreets.io. He will get your uh, address and send you Tether. We're, we're paying in stable coins, yeah. in case you guys are wondering. Still some great ones coming The Dude, Bit BitBoy, and a Bag of Snow. That's fucked up. Uh, Tim Allen, Camacho for Idiocracy. You guys are great. Rick Flair. Rick Flair. You guys know I met Rick Flair last week and tried to orange pill him. I was sitting at a bar in Tampa before a lightning game. Rick Flair came in. You might not know who he is, Misha, but he's an old wrestler. Woo! Um, and so I, I walked up to him and I started to ask him if he, you know, was just hey trying to hang out with him and ask him if he knew about Bitcoin. And he basically like was like, yeah, whatever. And he pushed me out of the way and took a picture with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> which is somewhere, which is somewhere on uh on, on my Twitter. Now I gotta find it. It's great. It's definitely here somewhere. uh Nope, I don't know where it went uh, uh, it's really funny, but we're gonna get out of here, but it's it funny because i have I have the photo proof that it happened if I could actually find it, but I, I can't seem to. Oh well, oh, we'll find it another day anyways, get your money hundred dollars. We're gonna do it again tomorrow, I assume. uh, what do we got tomorrow? Do we have anything planned yet for tomorrow or uh we we're, we're still booking
2: yeah, we have uh, Sheldon,
0: oh, Sheldon sniper tomorrow. Guys, so it's going to be mostly a trading show this time. And I'll tell you guys about the fact that uh, I'm going to be working with Sheldon on his sniper school, which is a free, 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 not ask you to sign up for anything, free uh, educational platform that they do uh, to teach people how to trade. I'm going to go on with a couple of the cohorts, but we'll talk to you guys about that tomorrow. Can't believe I can't find the Ric Flair picture now. Annoyed. I bet it's on her (laughs) profile. No, it's on Emmy's profile. It was on my profile. I said that she got the job done. It's just really. F- oh, here, here it is. I found it. One second. See, he looks. Uh, he he doesn't look as young as Scaramucci, but there he is. Looking looking a little bit older, Ric Flair. But uh, yeah, she she got she she got the job done. Well, yeah, although I doubt he still uh, owns any any Bitcoin. All right, guys, that's all we got for you today. We will see you tomorrow with Sheldon the sniper and of course Dan from Chart Guys. I'm assuming on the back half. Misha, thank you for your assistance. And your wonderful hair. See you guys tomorrow. Bye.